dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond the million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And thanks so much for tuning in and joining with us and listening into another edition of Blunt Business presented by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, our wonderful sponsors over at usccexpo.com. Today, we learn from an innovator in loyalty marketing technology who recently announced that his company reached a 5 million customer milestone. Again, 5 million customers. Establishing the company as one of the fastest growing Canatech companies in the cannabis industry. They just happen to be just up the street from Cannabis Radio here in Boca Raton, Florida. I'm here with the CEO and founder of Spring Big, Jeffrey Harris. Jeffrey, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Now, uh, without goes without saying, I got to meet your team uh, exhibiting at the Cannabis Business Summit for, as part of the NCIA's uh, event last August. I'll be back there this July as well. And it was funny. I got to meet your business development manager, uh, McKenna McLaughlin. We talked. We got inter- mm-hmm. I actually interviewed you for Cannabis Radio. And the fact of the matter was, uh, what is it? We had to go and meet in California when we are just up the street? <laughs> just I thought it was yeah, yeah. It's, it's so fortuitous, right? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and, and who would have thought that a company like Spring Big would be in, the, in South Florida's backyard when I hear about the milestone that we just mentioned off the top? through partnerships with some of the leading POS providers in the cannabis space, including FlowHub, Kova, MJ Freeway, Trees, who we also featured on this show, and GreenBits, SpringBig has worked alongside real ta- retailers to send over 50,000 campaigns by way of over, get this, 90 million text messages, and has seen close to 600,000 rewards redeemed in return. So your company's expertise and dedication has allowed retailers to see immediate and significant ROIs on their marketing initiatives. So the, now, I just pumped this all up. Talk to you about setting Spring Big with all the success, with several huge rounds of seating, all these partnerships, all the well, doing it right here in sunny South Florida. Yeah, no, it's been it's it's been a lot of fun. I'm the you know myself and our CTO Mark Horbal came from another company that I was that we were involved in that. Uh, designed and managed loyalty programs for large retailers outside of the cannabis space. And, and we saw an opportunity to create a, a software as a service uh, platform for cannabis retailers to help them better manage their loyalty programs and their digital communication campaigns and programs. Uh, and uh, we launched into the cannabis space in uh, late 16, early 2017. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been a tremendous uh couple years we've had a lot of fun with it uh you know we learn every day um and uh, we listen to our customers our customers our clients are our retailers the cannabis retailers across the country whether they be recreational or medicinal and we learn from them all the time and hopefully we're providing them with uh, solutions and features into the platform that are meaningful and provide them value so and i think uh, retailers are saying that it is they're continuing to sign up with us they're continuing to use us uh, and continue to use us at even, uh, you know, more and more greater extent each month. So uh, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Fantastic. Now, now Forbes recently wrote a report titled, Really? <laughs> CRM for the Cannabis Industry? Okay. Which, and that's absolutely, a, it's a very valid point. I would have told them yes 
Absolutely, vehemently yes. Billions of dollars of revenues, they say, have been created in the more than half the states in the country that now allow the medical or adult use of the product. They say recreational. I'm going to say adult use. Growers, dispensaries, distributors, and a whole host of other indirect companies have benefited from the legal cannabis trend. So why not CRM? How would you elaborate on that rhetorical question, Jeffrey? No, I think think they're right. I think... um you know, I think what's happened in the cannabis industry, because it is, yet, it is not yet federally legal, but it's legal in so many different states, is that a whole ecosystem has been developed for the cannabis industry. So not only, obviously, do you have manufacturers of cannabis product, you have distributors, you have retailers, but all of the services that are required to run businesses, whether it be services that support manufacturers, distributors, or retailers, needed to... Uh, be created and focused on in the cannabis space because a lot of companies that are outside of the cannabis space were a little gun shy to get in because of the where cannabis sits legally within the country. So, you know, it really opened up an opportunity for a lot of companies in a whole bunch of different spaces. So whether it be CRM like Springbank or whether it be staffing companies or recruiting companies or POS companies or e-commerce companies, all of these companies were created because the industry required um, these companies as part of the ecosystem to do business. So so I think it's been an unbelievable opportunity for us to be part of an industry that is literally just getting started um, and, uh, and creating all of these services that are supporting the industry. So, uh, so it's, been, it's been a great opportunity and a great ride. Fantastic. We're here with the CEO and founder of Spring Break, Jeffrey Harris, here on Plum Business. Coming up, uh, Jeffrey, just so you know, you're going to help me out the next couple of questions because you've been doing quite a writing yourself on the Spring Break blog at springbreak.com. And I got to tell you a couple of the stories you brought up about how cannabis companies can effectively uh, write and prepare legal text message marketing campaigns. And how about things that make your customers leave your dispensary loyalty program. So interesting subjects to bring up that Jeffrey uh, was one of the curate that I'll get to ask him about coming up on the other side. Stick around for more Blunt Business in just a moment. But first, the 2019 Cannabis Blunt Business is presented by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo for 2019 returning to Miami August 3rd and 4th. Learn more at usccexpo.com. Doctors, Friday, August 2nd, we hope you'll join us in Miami for our physician training and certification program so you could take the exam and become a medical, a certified medical marijuana physician. Patients, you can see a medical doctor for evaluation so you can quickly and easily get your medical marijuana card. Education, speed networking, powerful keynotes, and a very interactive exhibit of space will await you at the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Log on to usccexpo.com and secure your tickets today. Back with Jeffrey Harris after this rolling into some sponsors but we'll be right back with more blunt business in 2018 the national cannabis industry association saw a 60 percent increase in congressional co-sponsorship of their priority legislation the federal legalization of hemp as well as the election of a new congress expected to be more cannabis friendly ncia will host our ninth annual cannabis industry lobby days may 21st through 23rd in washington dc join in 
advocate for our industry, and forge a unified front with the industry's most politically engaged leaders. NCIA members from across the country descend on Capitol Hill for our annual Lobby Days event to tell their stories and advocate for federal reforms needed for our industry to reach its full potential. Make your plans now to be at the National Cannabis Industry Association's 9th Annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days in Washington, D.C. Register for Lobby Days and learn how NCIA works to advance the cannabis industry's policy agenda every day at www.thecannabisindustry.org slash Lobby Days 2019. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Broadcasting for our, the Cannabis Radio Network studios here in Boca Raton, Florida. Talking to our guest who's also on location here in Boca Raton, Florida. The CEO and co-founder, the CEO and founder, excuse me, of Spring Break, Jeffrey Harris. Jeffrey, thanks again for coming on back. I want to pull up some posts that you had penned on the Spring Big blog that you have written. One of them you recently penned was how cannabis companies can effective can create effective and legal text message marketing campaigns. One of the points you make is this quote: Since cannabis companies cannot advertise through traditional public channels. Text message marketing has become a popular method to reach customers. It has been proven to increase sales and also increase customer basket sizes. Take us through why this would be an easier marketing method than, say, working around social media. Sure. So within the cannabis space, again, because cannabis is legal in over 30 states, but it's not yet federally legal, some of the uh, social media channels or online advertising channels that are available to companies outside of cannabis are not being yet made available. So for example, um, Facebook, Instagram, etc. if there's cannabis content uh, that's posted on a Facebook page or an Instagram hosted site, the cannabis, it could be taken down because they're really not allowing cannabis content on their, on through that social, those social media outlets. Same goes with Google, um, AdWords, and things of that nature. So they're limiting also the ability to advertise on Google and things of that nature. So with those mediums that are normally available to non-cannabis companies, not readily available to cannabis companies, SMS marketing has been a primary way to get connected to customers and, and stay connected to customers. So when customers will come in to the store or 
through online and they will sign up for a loyalty program and provide their information and allow themselves to be marketed to. Obviously, every customer has the right to vote to, yes, I want to be marketed to or not, but allow themselves to be marketed to. We find SMS or MMS marketing, two different uh, text message marketing mediums, to be the most effective way to connect with customers hmm. and drive them back into the store more frequently and to spend more money. So it, right now, it's by far and away the most effective way to do it. It's way more effective than email. Um, it happens to be more effective than advertising on some of the other cannabis-related sites uh, just because you're being much more proactive. So we find clients of ours continuing to leverage this tool more and more each month because as they see the results, as they see customers visiting the store and spending more money, they realize for the expense, it's a very, they get a very, very high return on investment and hence they want to use it more and more. So uh, it's a tool that probably by, for now is the best tool uh, to use in communicating with customers. What would you say to those that might take the idea and say, well, if they were able to go and get somebody to consent and take a part of their marketing, what would you say to those that would say maybe if they were to prepare an app and offer notifications to reach out to those customers, do you feel like SMS would still be outweigh would be much more effective still? Yeah, my, that's again. So the research that's done um, mm -hmm. regarding apps. So apps are it's a great tool, uh, yes. but it's a great tool for those that are using it for utility. And what I mean by utility mm -hmm. are the apps that are used the most in the market today. If you think about it, are your banking apps, your pharmacy apps, your airline apps, your hotel apps, apps that are used for utility because there's a there's a reason I can pull up my boarding pass on my app. I don't have to go print it. Right. I could refill my prescriptions on my app and things of that nature. When it comes to loyalty programs and marketing, um, apps don't have as high a utilization rate um, as those other apps do. And as we all know on our phone, like if, if we're all similar in nature, we have multiple pages of apps on our phone. So yes. that if I'm gonna send a notification on an app, you know, I have to be looking at the phone the minute that that notification comes, especially if it's not on the first page of my phone, because if it's not on the first page of my phone and I don't see it, I may never see it, right? Because I may not flip to the fourth page. On the flip side, uh, SMS or MMS marketing, about 99% of SMS messages are read within four minutes of them being delivered. So, you know, people are very culture, culturally in tune with checking their messages on a regular basis, more so than their app. So if you're trying to get a message out to a customer and you want them to make sure, you want to make sure they read it, SMS and MMS is by far uh, the preferred approach. And it's by far the approach that customers will tell you they want to be interacting with. That's a fantastic answer. I really like the way you explained that. I went to an event last week, uh, which was a cannabis-related event. A, lot of, a couple of dispensary own, uh, companies were there. They represented a few other uh, advocacy groups. And they were doing a marketing panel without going to the full gist of it. But that was the one thing they talked about was they were trying to talk about workarounds for social media. But that was where I was coming from. I asked myself the question, well, what is it about why not, not going through? There's going to be other routes. And I thought, well, the one thing I was thinking was apps because I was thinking online, but I really didn't think about SMS. And that's when we were, you know, just researching for the program here. You gave me the full, uh, obviously, I think our listeners, you gave them the full-throated answer to explain why you should go ahead and go more to that and to, you know, to see where, I mean, social media already makes it so hard when it comes to the ad campaigns, things you're allowed to put on there depending on the platform. And to go this route, like you said, the effectiveness, 
the access, your ability, the visibility is going to get to your phone and the ease of it. And also just loyalty, like you said, where they can just say stop as opposed to going through and looking for notifications within their phone and they're having trouble finding it. I love that. Or subscribing, unsubscribing to an email. I totally agree with you that there. So let me move sure. on now. Yeah. And I go ahead. No, you please go ahead. Oh, no, I just wanted to make sure you had that last point. But now you also wrote about three things that make customers leave your dispensary loyalty program. What a great subject here. You explain how SpringBig's platform allows you to segment your customers according to behavior and interest and form a targeted marketing strategy that relies on real-time analytics of your POS data. Talk to me about how you're able to configure that. Is that an algorithm, machine learning, or something in between? Right. So I think so. the the first step is data collection, right? So the... You know, we have we have 11 POS partners, like, you know, a couple of the big ones that we have that were not mentioned at the beginning of the program. Biotrack is a great partner of ours. LeafLogix is a great partner of ours. So we have 11 point of sales that we're integrated with. And the reason why we've partnered with the point of sales to be able to pull in the data is because the retailer then has to do a lot less work in the store to pass data into its SpringBig account, into its SpringBig dashboard, to populate it, number one, to so we can calculate how many points somebody earns when they make a purchase, but more so so we can help them build their database, as you mentioned. Uh-huh. The and once and as you're building the database, you know, and as more information comes in, because not only are we pulling in information like when they were when they visited the store and how much they spent, but we're also pulling in information like the category of the product that they spent or the brand that they purchased. And the more data that we have the ability to collect that's the data we have the ability to serve up to our clients, our retail clients. So when they want to message, communicate with their customers, they have the ability to communicate in a smarter fashion where they don't necessarily have to send the same message to everybody, but they could send certain messages to certain groups of customers based on what they see those, how those customers behave. So an example could be like if customers are really interested in edibles, they could send an edibles message to customers that buy edibles. Or if they want to send an evening happy hour promotion out, why send it to customers that always shop in the morning? Send it to customers that shop in the evening. So, so when you're thinking about how to best leverage a loyalty program and how to make sure that your customers stay engaged with you and stick, you want to make sure that the information or the messaging that you're sending them is relevant to them. You know, customers don't like to receive a lot of messages that they have no use for. And I want to ask you about that real quick. Is there a balance as to how many you do distribute per customer on a regular basis? What's the good standard, like I say, within 24 hours? Yeah, sure. So definitely not more than once a day, for sure, um, in terms of a message. But actually, um, you know, normally we'll see anywhere from once a week. We do see customers that send every day. But right. we'll see, you know, two times a week, three times a week, once a week. And I think and what we're learning is that each area of the country has a different culture as it relates to marketing and mm-hmm. communication. So there are certain markets in the country where you, you do text every day and the customers expect it. So think about think about your lunch location and they're sending out their specials, their lunch specials of the day. Right? right. So you have certain markets where every day the retailers are are texting out their promotions or their inventory or their specials for the day. And then you have other states where the culture is where I'm going to communicate once a week or twice a week. So it's very interesting how different markets have created 
kind of like their own culture as it relates to how they get marketed to. It's 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 fascinating, actually. Now, I'm telling you it is. And this is great. I mean, I mean by behavior, the things you got to do, and then just, like you said, even to go into the just where it's like a geolocational type of thing on top of that. I, I, I almost would imagine that that would be based on which uh, markets have a pretty prominent and very well uh, distributed uh probably adult use cannabis uh, uh, space or market as opposed to those that are just getting upstarted into the medical cannabis market, things like that I can imagine would be also into play. So those that are might have been more established or also I guess between companies, the amount of promotions or things they have to promote in order to have a reason to send out relevant content through SMS, correct? 100%. And I think you just hit the nail on the head, relevant content. I think um, it's so important that if you're going to send a message, have something to say. And, you know, when we, when we do webinars and we do, when we talk to clients, it's so important. You can communicate pretty often to your customers if you have something meaningful to say. The key is to make sure you have something meaningful to say. And it's also important for retailers to understand that they, um, every message does not need to include a promotion. So there are other okay. ways to communicate with customers that are meaningful. So, for example... If I buy certain brands and all of a sudden those brands become in stock, send a message out to everyone that buys that brand yeah. to say, hey, your favorite brands are in stock. That's all you need to do. <laughs> right. and they'll come in. Or if you're running an event, let them know. Um, so, you know, I think what's important for retailers to understand is not every message has to include a promotion or a discount. And in fact, it's better to sprinkle all different types of content that could be meaningful to the, to the customers within their communication stream. I totally agree with that. Wow. That, and by the way, all the credits do, you're the one that brought the word relevant to the conversation. So I'm only following what you came across with a good, <laughs> good point about relevant content. So here's now there's an ongoing theme when I'm talking about all these questions in this segment where there's things that are not being discussed enough about. That's what I feel like there is. You were interviewed by Pot Network, and you were asked about what's something in part of the cannabis world that no one is talking about right now that you think they should be discussing. Great question. You said this, quote, as everyone is starting to see, you're starting to see a more mature market, and you need more sophisticated tools to really differentiate yourself from the competition and really leverage your data to be as efficient and profitable, as profitable as possible. So I think one of the big things that is happening is behind the scenes you have stores that are much more focused on interpreting the data, understanding the data, than acting on what they've learned from the data versus just doing what I'll call hodgepodge general type of marketing. Is it safe to say that the way digital marketing is being utilized needs to be rethought? Yeah, I think I think you're correct. I think, but I do think the industry is maturing a lot. Um, in the past year, I think the industry is maturing. I think one interesting thing about this industry is the pace of maturation is happening pretty quickly. Oh yeah. You find you find you know companies that are looking very different today than they did a year ago, and I think people and I think companies are understanding that whether you're selling cannabis product or you're selling socks or anything else, the same principles of pricing, promotion, marketing, those same principles apply, right? So, you know, the cannabis industry is built on the same set of principles. You have manufacturers, you have distributors, you have retailers, you have consumers, you have those four constituency groups. And, and those, and that's, and each business 
in that each stage of the business, it's tough out there, right? You know, the and it's very competitive, and you need to be doing the right types of things across the board to have an advantage over your competitor. And and I think that the retailers that are smart about leveraging uh, information and the insights from that information to be smarter about how they market are going to have an advantage over those that are doing just general marketing and just what I call just sending out a message to everybody every day and just hoping some of it sticks. I think, um, but we're already seeing that change and it's going to continue to change as the industry gets more sophisticated. I think there's been a big transition. I I know you know this because you've been involved in this industry for a while where, you. you know, originally cannabis enthusiasts were getting into the business. They, they got into it because they just loved the idea of being in the cannabis industry. And, and they didn't necessarily think about, well, how do I make this a real business? How do I put business principles in place to make a lot of money and do the things they need to do to be profitable? Now you're seeing, let's call it the stage two of cannabis business people and entrepreneurs that are coming in because they see a terrific business opportunity just like they would have seen a business opportunity with another industry, it happens to be in cannabis. So you're starting to see more professional management enter the industry. You're starting to see more professional marketing management enter the industry. And I think that's a very good thing for the industry because I believe that for this industry to be successful and to grow and to thrive, you need, you need those skills and you need those principles that have worked well in the other sides of retail. Agreed. And I'll tell you, within this show, Blunt Business, I've been hosting here for the la- almost about the last year, the people we've been talking to when it comes to top-level executives that are coming in and where they're coming from, whether it's from the security space, whether it's from beverages, whether it comes from financial or legal or whatever it might be, Silicon Valley, you name it, or you know, uh, Madison Avenue. It's, it's amazing the type of talent that's coming into the space. And like you said, everybody and the way they're interpreting things and, and the way they're coming in and making their mark, a lot more professionalism in the space, not to say there wasn't professionalism before, but there's definitely the Cannabis Business Summit last year that we all met at. It was it opened my eyes to how big business is going to be. And obviously, my point I'm thinking about is there's going to be a real corporatization of this industry. The more that professionalization is going to, it's a very, a really wonderful fostering thing right now. But I think eventually there's a window before any kind of legalization comes into play, whether it's the States Act or if it's a full-fledged, uh, adult use legalization or not adult yeah adult use legalization across the board where when these corporations that are already in communication with cannabis related companies they're looking to find their way in I think there's going to be something to be said about uh, who's going to come in and where, where we're going with things so obviously the change of marketing strategy the change of how we're engaging with customers it's going to definitely make a big difference it's something to keep an eye on but again so much time to look into that and I don't know where you came. I didn't get a chance to read about your background, about where you came from, but obviously it's people like you that are really bringing a good sense of great logical thought processes and great methods and great platforms that are really helping this space out a lot. So here, Yeah, and, and okay. well, what I did is we, I came from the loyalty industry. So basically, you know, I was running a loyalty business outside of the cannabis space. So I just brought my experience uh into the cannabis space within what I know how to do, which is to help retailers with their loyalty and digital communication program. So I basically took what I knew how to do and I just transferred into the cannabis space. And I think you're finding a lot of people that are looking to do that because they, you know, they, they're coming into cannabis with great experiences, whether it be in marketing or logistics or sales or 
recruiting or you know any of the skills that they bring and they're bringing their skill set here and and which is helping i believe the industry you know get more mature faster now i did, did get a chance to read into your linkedin page so i got to know the fact that what you had worked on before was customer relationship marketing i want to touch on that particular factor because there's something i wanted to bring up to with you after the break that you talked about uh not a while back but I want to go and talk to you about something that you were quoted about, and I'll bring that up for you in just a moment. Again, we're here with, Jeff, with Jeffrey Harris, CEO and founder of Spring Break, here on CannabisRadio.com. Back with more in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. Before the break, Jeffrey, I had mentioned about your work previously in uh, with a company you worked with about customer relationship marketing. In an article with Benzinga in 2017, you said this, quote, when you get access to a consumer's smartphone, you have jumped the level of intimacy between yourself and that customer beyond email and other kinds of marketing. So talk to me about the idea of intimacy in SMS messaging. Sure. So, well, let's talk about the smartphone first, right? I think, you know, the smartphone has become a very, very coveted uh, device or very, very coveted accessory to all of us when you think about it, because it's pretty much with us every waking hour that we're, that we're around. We keep it either in our pocket or we keep it on our desk right next to us. It stays very close to us. We probably check it hundreds of times a day. Um, and it's a very personal accessory, meaning we don't just let anybody into our smartphone. 
Um, we let our friends in, our family in, and the businesses that we really enjoy working with into our phone. Um, it's very different than our computer. It's different than email. Uh, you know, you may give, you'll give out your email address to a lot more people than you'll give out your phone number to or your smartphone to. So, so when we talk about letting people into your smartphone or when a consumer lets you in, you've basically graduated a level where they are, they are welcoming you and accepting you as a trusted brand or a trusted business partner. And when you get that access, you now have the ability to communicate with a customer in a way that you didn't before. So when we talk about getting access to the smartphone, so that is really what it means. It means that Jeffrey Harris as a consumer has given you the seal of his seal of approval that allows you in to his more intimate space. And that's what I think is happening. And when you get that as a brand, as a retailer, uh, you have a leg up on other retailers, right? Because if other retailers are emailing me and this other guy is texting me, the guy who's texting me is going to have the advantage. So it, it worked. It really behooves retailers to figure out how to build and gain trust from the consumer. So they allow them into their smartphone. Amazing. And I'll tell you, it's a, uh, that is uh, quite a way to put it. You can just imagine where, you know, it's almost like opening up the velvet rope and saying, Hey, you know what? Welcome to the club. We're letting you in. Come on you and enjoy. It. You got it. Yeah. I think you, uh, we like what you're selling and what well, we like what you're offering to us. So we want to let our listeners know more about your POS system or our cannabis business owners. Why is it they should do loyalty marketing uh, when, it, when it comes to spring break? Why, you know, not so much why, but how can they learn more about loyalty marketing and how they can work with spring big and be having uh, your services part of their business? Yeah, sure. So, so why loyalty marketing when, when a loyalty program is properly designed, it is going to, without a doubt, drive more retail traffic and drive more sales. There's absolutely no doubt it's proven. Um, the return on investment for a well-designed loyalty program is very, very high. It also helps you put a fence around your customers. It's much more expensive to get a new customer than it is to keep one. So hence, running a loyalty program is just part of the puzzle. It's not the only thing. Obviously, you need a nice environment in your store. You need good people to support and service your customers. You need fair pricing. Uh, you need all of those things. But once you have all those things, having the right marketing promote programs in place and strategies in place definitely enhance your ability to keep, to get customers, keep them, and get them to spend more. So for sure, loyalty programs when done right work. It also is true if you don't design it correctly, it could cost you too much money. So it pays to make sure that you you collaborate and connect with companies that understand how to help you design the right kind of loyalty program to meet the objectives and achieve the objectives that you're looking for. Spring Big, you know, although we're primarily a technology company, we're a technology company that supports our clients as well. So we help them think those things through. We help them make sure that they're designing the right program for them. And we make sure that they're going to see benefit, return on investment from the investment that they make in their loyalty program. Uh, the best way to get in touch with us, you know, obviously go to springbig.com. Um, you can get all the information that you're interested in and obviously connect with us as well. Fantastic. So the website, and for those of you that might have thought, how did he say that name again? Spring Big, S-P-R-I-N-G-B-I-G, one word, dot com. Springbig.com is where you need to go. A lot of blog posts, by the way, that I didn't even get a chance to mention that are there. And all this information about Text messaging, loyalty rewards. What a great conversation. I learned so much from this, Jeffrey, and I really 
again, do appreciate you uh, joining me here on the program. And obviously, we're just up the street. We need to get together, and we should talk a lot more. That would be great. I really would look forward to that. And thank you again for the opportunity. It's always great to you know share our experiences and what we're learning and what's happening in the industry. And uh, had a lot of fun with it. And I hope you have a great weekend. You too. And also, uh, just to preface, it's I'm just saying the fact that we're just in town, so we should actually connect. Because I know I, I got a chance to meet a lot of your team at Spring Break, great people, and most importantly, I know we already have a date locked up for all of us to get together because I know Spring Big will be exhibiting at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo in Miami coming up August 34th, and I know I'm talking to you about having you speak at the show, so I know we're going to have you well involved at the show, and, and we're so glad to have you joining us here for the event. And again, for those of you that are going to be in the area, and I always do a little plug for the USCC Expo, our wonderful sponsors here, here's a great reason you should go. Come meet Jeffrey, meet the folks at Springbrook. They're wonderful people. I highly recommend you meet. Just And make sure you stop at their booth and you told them that Blunt Business said to come by and say hi. So I hope you'll do that. Thank you all for joining us here on Blunt Business. Again, presented by usccexpo.com. You can listen to past episodes of Blunt Business by going to cannabisradio.com. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rate and review. Five stars would be wonderful. And most importantly, you can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. This is the story of the Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.